Unlucky for some, but not me, son. The Youth Workshop Podcast, episode 13. Hello, everyone. It's me here, Luke, of course. Um, To mark my birthday, which was on the 1st of March, I'm giving all my listeners a free copy of my book, On Your Marks, A Beginner's Guide to Youth Ministry. Head to www.theyouthworkshop.com forward slash marchbaby. That's www.theyouthworkshop.com forward slash marchbaby. I think that in my early years of ministry, I valued my friendship with young people more than I valued the need to speak truth over their lives. You bring the passion. We bring the knowledge. Learn from the most creative, innovative, and experienced youth experts across the globe. Are you ready to take your youth ministry to the next level? If the answer is yes, you are in the right place. The Youth Workshop, the podcast. Here's your host, Luke White. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Youth Workshop podcast. I'm so glad that you've chosen to spend some time with us today because we have an awesome guest for you. Her name is Sarah Yardley. Now, Sarah is the festival coordinator for Creation Fest. Creation Fest is a Christian music festival and Bible week held at the Royal Cornwall Showground in Wadebridge, taking place from the 1st to the 7th of August. Admission is absolutely free. All you have to do is turn up and you can also pre-book and camp right on the festival site. So Sarah, tell us a little bit more about Creation Fest and a bit about yourself. Oh, thanks so much, Luke. It's so fun to be on this call with you. Really looking forward to it. Uh, I'm originally from California, as you can probably tell right off the bat. Seth and Summer say hi. Yeah, came here for the last six summers and moved over full time in July of this past year. Really passionate about seeing God work in people's lives in exciting ways and was raised in a Strongly Christian family, have walked with God my whole life long and got tied in with Creation Fest through my home church in Orange County, California. They bring a team over every year. Um, so it's been a beautiful growth of relationship here with the UK. There was obviously quite a bit involved um, in the transition move over. So I've gotten used to rain instead of sun <laughs> and uh, accents instead of the other, although I suppose I have an accent from your side of things. Um, And so what we do is the whole year round, we plan outreaches with local churches and community projects. And then we're working the whole year towards putting on this festival, which takes place, as you said, the first full week of August, um, really intentionally free so that anyone can turn up on site. And it's a great opportunity to hear the gospel if you want to be, if you're searching for a relationship with God. And it's also a great chance to grow in your relationship with Christ if you already know him. Lots of great teachings and seminars and encouragement and bands and really a fun week for everybody. I mean, I've been on the website and it looks absolutely phenomenal. I'd never heard of it before I met you um, in November at the Youth Work Conference. Mm, Um, Yes. But from that point, the research, just looking into it, I'm like, wow, this is phenomenal. (laughs) How have I not heard about this? How long has it been going? Uh, 14 years. And we started out in Devon, moved into Cornwall six years ago. So this will be our seventh year in Cornwall. And yeah, obviously, I'm here to talk about youth ministry and the passion God's given me for that. But check out creationfest.org.uk and would love to have you uh, come and take part in that festival. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, then. So as you said, you've been involved with Creation Fest for the last six summers. Um, 
and you you heard about it through your local church was there a specific moment or event when you decided that you just had to be involved in making a difference in the lives of young people you know i was i was smiling at this question because i think that in some ways i almost fell into youth ministry <laughs> Um, I, I remember clearly I was with my sister. She was going on a youth missions team to Mexico, which is driving distance from the church that I was part of in California. Mm-hmm. And I stood in a circle with this group of 35 young people and I listened to them pray. And I was so impressed with hearing God at work through the lives of this group. And the leader of the team looked at me and said, someone dropped out. There's a space in the car. We're leaving in 10 minutes. Do you want to come with us? Um, And so I literally drove to my house, which was about five minutes away, grabbed my passport and a toothbrush and got in the car and went on this missions team um, as a, I I suppose, a quasi leader. And it was during that trip that God really awakened in my life and heart a passion for seeing his work in the lives of the 14 to 18 year old age range. Um, I think it's a, it's a time of such transition and such decision, such wrestling, and uh, really spent the next five years of my life following that moment, fully invested in youth ministry. Um, but it wasn't necessarily that a booming voice came from heaven. God just used the people that were in front of me and the opportunities that he presented to introduce me to my love for youth ministry. Love that. What a powerful story. And thank you for taking us right to that moment. I can see you running into your house, your parents saying, (laughs) what are you doing? I just need my toothbrush. Just give me my toothbrush. Wow. What a moment. Fantastic. Those are the only two. (laughs) Toothbrush and passport. Love it. Love it. Love it. So while you've been going through your transition and working with, with youth within youth ministry, has there been a, a favorite piece of scripture or a story from the Bible that has stuck in your mind and really comforts you maybe when things are going off point or help to keep you on track? You know, I, I always wrestle with the question of favorite piece of scripture because I find that God's word is so transformative and alive that he's always speaking to me from different portions. But what I want to share is a scripture that um, specifically applies to what I believe God's calling is for me here in England. And it's it's an unusual scripture. It's from the book of Lamentations, chapter 4. And it says, Even the jackals nurse their young, but the daughter of my people are cruel. They are like ostriches in the wilderness. For the tongue of the infant sticks to the roof of its mouth for thirst, and the children beg for food, but no one gives it to them. And the word that I believe God's spoken to me and others through this verse is that there's a real hunger for the word of God to be spoken into the lives of young people. The children are begging for food, but no one is giving to them. And um, there's just a need for us to go and break the bread of God's word to the hungry children of this world. And I believe so completely in the authority and the vibrant life of scripture And I believe that a significant part of God's calling for me here in England is to say to young people and to all people that there is relevance and food and passion in knowing a living God and that his word is alive in our lives today. And so, um, yeah, Lamentations 4, 3 to 4, I believe that God's calling for me is to go break the bread of God's word to the hungry children of this world. So, okay, switching gears ever so slightly. What is the biggest challenge you have faced with your work with young people? (laughs) Yeah, biggest challenge. I think (laughs) the biggest challenge for me as a youth worker, and I think a lot of people struggle with this at some point in their ministry, 
is recognizing that I am not their savior. And I, I think as you grow in relationship and you're invested in people's lives and as you're seeking their healing, both emotionally and spiritually and physically, and as you're praying for them and as you're living life alongside of them, it's really easy to carry the burden of their sins. And something that the Lord has to remind me over and over again is that he is the only savior. So I think that the biggest area for me is recognizing that while I can love them well and be invested in their lives and that there's times when we're called to act on behalf of the young people in their lives, that I still can't ever be their savior and that it comes down to their own personal, vibrant relationship with Christ being their source of comfort and help and healing. And so that I think was the biggest challenge I faced is not trying to simply deliver them myself but recognizing that my greatest need was to point them to Jesus. And that probably ties in to our next question, which is tell us your best piece of advice. If you could tell our youth workers just one thing you've learned from your, <laughs> from your years experience um, in youth ministry, what would it be? Stay close to Jesus yourself, because if your own relationship with the Lord is not in the right place, everything else goes off base from there. And I think that it's easy in the course of any form of ministry, but especially youth ministry, to find the latest tactics and the best techniques and the coolest resources. And those things can be very important and necessary to our work with young people. But the reality is, if you are close to Christ, if you are listening to his voice, if you are led by his spirit, you will be effective in ways that no resource will ever make you effective for the sake of the gospel. Love it, love it. And you know, that seems to really be a reoccurring theme in a, in our conversations. It, it seems so, I guess, obvious, but many people have fallen into the trap, including myself, of just focusing on activities rather than focusing on Jesus. So yeah, it's, I hope all our listeners are really kind of taking note of this because it can sneak up on you when you realise, hold on, when was the last time I, you know, prayed? Or when was the last time I had a conversation with God for myself rather than just telling all my young people to do that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think when we say just one thing, hopefully that one thing is always Jesus. Um, but the reality is that it, it can be quite easy to spin off into saying all the right things and allowing our hearts to be distracted. So it's something I speak over myself often as well. Okay, Sarah, what is the biggest mistake? Now, that, again, we'll see how brave you're feeling. What is the <laughs> biggest mistake you have made in working with young people? And what did you learn from it? Hmm Biggest mistake. That is a, that is a hard question. Um, do you know, I think that in my early years of ministry, I valued my friendship with young people more than I valued the need to speak truth over their lives. And I think something that's common within this, this area of ministry is that students are wrestling through their own faith, through their sins, through their decisions. And if you're a counselor who connects well with students, if you're a leader who connects well with students, there will almost always be a moment or many moments where the student sits down with you and says, I'm going to share this with you, but you can't ever tell anyone about it, or I'm not ready to deal with it. And I, I've discovered that in my early years of youth ministry, in countless examples, so you asked for my biggest mistake, but this would have been many times, students shared with me information that caused them spiritual, physical, or emotional harm. 
And there were times when I chose not to deal with the implications of those confidences. I valued my friendship with those young people above actually bringing help and healing to their lives. And so I would say that the the biggest learning I've taken away from that is to say that there are times when I must be their leader, not just their friends. And there are situations that need to be dealt with either with parents, with authorities, um, and occasionally just relationally between multiple students. And that as leaders, our calling is to bring those things that need to be brought to light to the light so that God can bring healing and cleansing to our students' lives. Thanks for your honesty there, Sarah. How do you, how have you managed to balance that, balance the relationship between being young people's friends and being the, I guess, the authority? Mm. I think the biggest thing uh, that's made sense for me is that, one, I've matured myself in my leadership. And secondly, um, I'm very honest with students. And so if now there is something shared with me that is an issue I know needs to be dealt with further, I'll first first speak grace and scripture over that situation. But secondly, I will look at that student and say to them, Susie, we will need to deal with this issue and here is what is going to happen next. And there are times when a student might receive that and there are times when a student will not receive that. But I've discovered that God's calling for my life is to speak with honest truth over their lives and to allow the effects of that in my relationship with them to mm, to occasionally have a negative effect in my personal relationship as I deal with issues that might be painful or difficult to deal with. I'm writing it all down. <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Is your youth leader amazing? Have you noticed how she goes the extra mile for your church? If the answer is yes, why not nominate them for a Christian Youth Work Award? Actors have the Oscars, singers have the Grammys, youth leaders have the Christian Youth Work Awards. My book, On Your Marks, was nominee and runner-up for an award last year. We didn't win, but my mum thinks I'm a winner anyway, so that's okay. Nominations haven't opened yet for this year, but why not get prepared by heading to www.youthworkawards.co.uk. That's www.youthworkawards.co.uk for more information. Back in 2010, when I was a youth leader, I searched the internet for great ideas and fantastic resources. Some were awesome and some were rubbish. Enter the Youth Work Summit, a place where youth leaders come to be inspired and share the big ideas and great work that is happening in Christian youth ministry. Grab your tickets at www.youthworksummit.com. That's www.youthworksummit.com. I'll be there. See you soon. Okay, now a lot of our youth leaders are, or our listeners to the show are youth leaders who are doing so on a voluntary basis. So they might be listening to this podcast on their way to work on the train or or on the bus. And so when they do their youth work is in the spare time that they have, maybe the weekends or after work. So schedules and organisation is a massive issue for them. Do you have any tips or hacks or organisational ideas that could help them with their productivity? Mm. It's a great question because I spent the first three years of my life in youth ministry in that exact scenario. Um, It was always above and beyond in the scraps of time um, that were left after work and between meals. And I have so much respect for youth workers who have homes and families. I don't have children yet myself, but 
um, that it's a massive commitment. And I commend you if you're listening and, uh, and you're balancing family and life and youth ministry and such. Definitely, definitely. I, I second that. I, amen and amen. Um, I don't know that I'll say anything brilliant here, but I, I will just say two things. One, commit time each week to praying towards youth ministry. Um, and whether that be with your wife or partner or with your youth team, um, that it's very easy because our schedules are so hectic to let prayer fall through. And so I would say mark a time, put it on your calendar, set an alarm for when you will be intentionally praying for your students and for wisdom and direction. And two, I do think that there's this important balance between spending time with young people because you can't just schedule in those moments of valuable ministry, but also recognizing that there are times when it is appropriate to turn off your phone, to not respond in the moment, and to set good boundaries for your personal life along with young people. Most young people have an abundance of time available, and so it's really easy to get into this guilt complex, especially as you're working and volunteering, that you can't get back talk to them right away at all points in time. And I've actually discovered for myself that creating good boundaries helps make my time with students more intentional. Um, communicate what your availability is clearly um, so that there's not a perception that they've been ignored or forgotten. But it's not always necessary when you get a text at midnight to respond back <laughs> to them that night. In fact, it can be unhealthy. So those would be the two learnings I've taken away as far as scheduling and organizing my time. Thank you so much. That's going to be really, really helpful for myself and for my <laughs> listeners. All right. What's the best book or resource you have read that's either directly related to leading young people or that just helped to develop you as a leader? I worked for 10 years in Christian publishing, so it's hard to narrow it down to just one. Um, let me answer that as a two-parter, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so for me personally, a book that's been massively helpful recently, especially, is called The Relentless Tenderness of Jesus. And it's a beautiful story by Brennan Manning of how God is relentlessly tender towards us. And it's really helped me pray through and identify that balance between speaking the truth and speaking the truth in love. Um and just, I think for a leader to read that book and pray through their area of ministry and ask for the heart of Christ towards the people that you're ministering to, I, I would recommend that book wholeheartedly, The Relentless Tenderness of Jesus. Um, then to jump to the other side of things, as far as a book or resource that is helpful um, for a youth leader, as far as leading their youth groups specifically, there's a number of excellent books that I would um, encourage you towards. I'd highly recommend um, anything by Jim Burns. And there's specifically a book called Uncommon Youth Ministry that I think would be really helpful um, for any youth leader to read and consider. Um, there's also a really good one called Multiplied, Disciples Making Disciples. And if you have a group of students that you feel might want to dive a bit deeper in their walk with God and are ready for a more discipleship-based course, um, the book Multiply by Francis Chan and David Platt is one that I'd highly recommend. Your years of experience is showing through <laughs> there in your recommendations. Okay. Excellent. We're like, we're just a couple of questions from the end now. I can't believe it. It's, the time has absolutely flown by. How about you leave us with a vision, a big dream for the future that you have for young people up and down this country? Mm. the bigger the better 
The bigger, the better. Well, I don't think we can get any bigger than the visions that God gives us in Scripture. And so um, there's a beautiful vision that is what God has given to me for my time here in England. And, and I think it's appropriate to share this here. It's from Isaiah chapter 49. And I believe this is the picture of what God's calling is from my life here. So I'll share this with you. And I pray that God would extend that vision beyond And it says in Isaiah 49 that God forms us from the womb to be his servants, that his desire is to bring those who've walked away back to him and that all people would be gathered to his name, that God himself would be our strength raised up to bring the preserved to him. And I believe that God's calling is to take a land that sits in some ways in darkness and make it a light for the nations that his Mm. salvation might reach to the end of the earth. And I believe God's calling on our lives is to say to those who are imprisoned by sin, come out and to those who are sitting in darkness appear to feed them well so that they neither hunger or thirst and be led continually by the Lord, our God. And, uh, these are the, these are the prayers that I carry for my area for Cornwall, for the young people in this area, and for just a work of the Spirit in, in the UK as a whole. So I, I would pray that God would allow us to be those who'd bring people out of darkness into light and those who are out of who those who are in prison out of bondage now that is what i call a big vision thank you so much for sharing that with us and you know we've actually reached the end just our final question and this is for you to give your organization one last great big plug the best place to find out more information about you and then one last great bit of advice and then we'll say mm. goodbye awesome gosh luke can't believe it's already the end because this was really fun. And as you said, really fast. Um, Well, for our organization, if you are interested in an amazing summer holiday on the beaches of Cornwall with the best in Christian music and teaching and a free festival, check out Creation Fest. Our website's creationfest.org.uk. We have a little bit of everything and a lot of fun together celebrating the fact that Jesus is alive. And because he's alive, our whole worlds are full of joy. So I would love to see you there this summer. My name is Sarah Yardley, S-A-R-A-H-Y-A-R-D-L-E-Y. I have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much you name it, I've got it. Love to connect with you. Would love to share, answer questions. Feel free to send me a message on any of those. And my email address is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at creationfest.org.uk. Happy to connect with you, pray for you, pray with you, and speak any wisdom that God might give me over your lives. And I think one last great bit of advice is this. The more we walk with Jesus, the more he opens our hearts to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we could ask or think. So whatever it is that you're dreaming for your youth ministry right now, God's dream for your life is bigger and his desire is more. And he is for the salvation of souls and the discipleship of others. And he's going to empower you for everything that he calls you towards. So seek him daily and allow his work to be what you enter into as you walk with our great redeemer and King Jesus. Amen. Sarah Yardley, thank you so much for an awesome interview and for for you shared with me earlier on that you had to track a ways to to get some (laughs) good internet access down there in Cornwall. But thank you for making the journey and thank you for sharing your story with us. And we look forward to hearing from you again soon. 
Excellent. Thanks so much, Luke. Wonderful to meet you. And I hope it's a value praying for a multiplication of your efforts as you uh, minister to and equip so many people. God bless. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Youth Workshop Podcast. Don't forget to head on over to iTunes where you can subscribe to the show so you will never miss an episode. For your free copy of my book, On Your Marks, A Beginner's Guide to Youth Ministry, head to www.theyouthworkshop.com forward slash March Baby. You can find me over on Twitter at Luke C.R. White. That's Luke C-R-W-H-Y-T-E. I look forward to seeing you over there. And until next time, create an impact with your influence.